coming up in this episode. The Islamic State group has an external operations unit. It's launched attacks in Paris, San Bernardino, Brussels, and beyond. And the CIA is hard at work trying to figure it out. We're working day and night to try as best we can to understand how this external operations network operates, who's involved, where they are, how they operate, and how we can disrupt their their operation. But that's not all. CIA Deputy Director David Cohen says they've got a plate full of issues, and they're all urgent. We saw North Korea launch a missile. It conducted a nuclear test not so long ago. We have you know, continuing issues with the situation in Syria and Iraq, with the Russians in Ukraine, with the Chinese in the South China Sea. The CIA calls itself the nation's first line of defense. It says we accomplish what others cannot accomplish and go where others cannot go. And looking at the growing to-do list, That line is being stretched. The accomplishments are harder to come by, and the number of places they need to go is not getting any smaller. And at one of the most dangerous times in history, the obstacles they're facing are much bigger, stronger, faster, and smarter than any they've ever faced before. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Very graphic situation. San Bernardino. Upwards of 14 people that are dead. We are now investigating these horrific acts as an act of terrorism. Paris. An attack on all of humanity. The Islamic State. I'm back, Obama. They want you to imagine them in the shadows as something greater than they are. Hostile nation states. They can't inflict mortal damage to the United States. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. This is Target USA. America in the crosshairs. Whether it's anarchist, cyber criminals, nation states, or terrorist, America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. I'm JJ Green, previously on Target USA. We explored the damage the Edward Snowden leaks caused for the U.S. intelligence community. The information that uh, Snowden leaked caused immediate risk and long-term risk to the, um, to the safety of, uh, of Americans around the world um, and our friends and allies. Rick Leggett, Deputy Director of the NSA, explained how they know how much damage has been caused. We track, uh, through our intelligence sources, um, people who talk about hey, uh, you know, I've, I've seen this stuff that's been published about what NSA does, and I'm concerned about it because now I'm vulnerable, so I need to change the way that I communicate. We've seen targets talk about that uh, to the, in, the, in the high hundreds, close to 1,000 targets who've done that. You mean bad people? Yeah, yeah, people who are, who are legitimate foreign intelligence targets uh, of the United States. And that includes um, terrorist groups, including um, uh, at least one terrorist group that was actively engaged in operational plans directed against the United States. And now, on this program, near the top of the CIA's to-do list is one of those terror groups, the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, and its external operations unit. It's a terror group like none other the U.S. intelligence community has ever seen. Tonight, 
I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda, and a terrorist... Five years ago, President Barack Obama announced to the world that the head of a brutal terror organization had been removed. Osama bin Laden was dead. Now, five years later, there is another, even more brutal organization on the scene. The leader of that organization, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. And on Sunday, May 1st, 2016, CIA Director John Brennan on NBC's Meet the Press indicated Baghdadi will face the same fate as Osama bin Laden. He's important and we will destroy ISIL, I have no doubt in my mind. And we have to remove the leadership that uh, directs that organization to carry out these horrific attacks. Bin Laden had very important symbolic as well as strategic significance for Al-Qaeda. And it was important after 9-11 that we remove the person responsible for that. If we got Baghdadi, I think it would have great impact on the organization and uh, it will be felt by them. As the deputy director of the CIA, uh, my principal responsibility is to assist the director, John Brennan, Earlier this year, we went to the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, to talk about what the CIA's plan is for dealing with ISIL. We sat down with David Cohen on the anniversary of his first year as deputy director to talk about the CIA's reality when it comes to the Islamic State group. Give me your assessment of that group, what it is, what it represents, the, the threat it presents, and what your approach is to fulfilling your duty as it relates to that organization? Sure, look, I think the Islamic State presents a serious threat uh, to the United States and to our allies. Uh, we are working very closely with partners around the world uh, and across the, the U.S. government uh, to do a number of different things with respect to, uh, to ISIL. You know, number one uh, is to protect the United States. Um, ISIL has an external operations cadre. We have seen it execute attacks in Paris. Uh, it has executed attacks outside of uh, the Iraq-Syria environment over the past year. Um, and you know, our foremost uh, responsibility is to protect the United States. And so we're working you know, day and night uh, to try as best we can to understand how this external operations network operates, who's involved, where they are, how they operate, and how we can disrupt their, uh, their operations. Um, a very important part of that is working with our partners, um, partners in Europe, partners uh, really around the world, um, to both protect U.S. interests and also to work with, with others who share the objective of disrupting uh, ISIL's uh, external operations efforts. Within Syria and Iraq, we are working very closely with the U.S. military uh, and, sort of by extension, the coalition uh, to work to uh, degrade, disrupt, and ultimately defeat uh, ISIL in the in the territory where it is you know, mostly uh, you know, uh, having its operations within that uh, the Syrian Iraq 
uh, territory. A part of the CIA's responsibility is to provide intelligence to its military counterparts to make sure that they have all the information they need to make the right decisions regarding the Islamic State group and other threats. What we have seen uh, over the last number of months is that ISIL has lost momentum uh, within Iraq and Syria. They've been pushed back from Ramadi, pushed back from Beji, pushed back uh, from Sinjar uh, in Iraq. They've lost control of Tishreen, the Tishreen Dam in Syria. Uh, The territory that they control is contracting. Um, One of the things that the that the agency is very much involved in is helping to provide the intelligence so that our military and the and the Iraqi military, uh, by extension, is able to effectively conduct military operations against ISIL. We've also seen over the course of the last you know six months, year. Uh, a number of ISIL leaders removed from the battlefield, particularly uh, in Syria um, and in particular in Raqqa. Um, those strikes taken by the U.S. military uh, are in part the result of intelligence work that the, uh, that the agency is involved in. Um, so, you know, we are focusing, noted on disrupting external attacks. We're focused on assisting our partners within Iraq and Syria. And we're also, of course, looking at the expansion of ISIL into uh, into other territories, whether it's in Libya, in the Sinai, uh, in Afghanistan, understanding uh, how ISIL's uh, affiliates are, uh, are operating and, and their capabilities. Every day, there are numerous terror attacks around the world. The Islamic State group is responsible for controlling or inspiring the majority of them. But according to Cohen, they're not the only game in town when it comes to terrorism. If you're focused on the threat to the United States, um, as I noted, there is um, you know, a, a threat that comes from ISIL and from its external operations uh, cadre. There's also, of course, the concern, and we've seen this, uh, you know, we've seen examples of this in San Bernardino most recently, of the self-radicalized uh, you know, individuals in the United States who are looking at, uh, you know, consuming the propaganda that that ISIL and other uh, terrorist and extremist organizations uh, are putting out in in social media, uh, and that is is obviously we we've seen it. That is a, a threat. Um, it's one that that we're focused on. It's one that our partners in law enforcement, the FBI in particular, is very much focused on. Um, there remain other terrorist groups that threaten the United States. I think the Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, the Al-Qaeda affiliate in Yemen, uh, I think we assess continues to harbor the intention to, to strike the United States. Um, and you know we are continuing to focus our efforts uh, as a government to try and disrupt any uh, plotting coming from, from Yemen. Uh, there are uh, ISIL affiliates that are also uh, of concern. I think most notably 
the ISIL affiliate in Libya, um, which we have a concern is plotting attacks in Europe. And, you know, as you know, we are very much aware that the that it is possible to travel from Europe to the United States. And so there's a, a concern that uh, that the ISIL affiliates are also, uh, you know, something we need to worry about. There, you know, there are other al-Qaeda affiliates as well. The Nusra Front in Syria, um, which is the al-Qaeda affiliate uh, in northwestern Syria, I think our assessment is continues to, to harbor uh, ambition for external attacks. So... Obviously, ISIL uh, is the focus of a lot of attention, deservedly so. Um, it's a threat. It's a threat that, you know, I think we are working aggressively against uh, and have had some success against. Coming on the heels of the death of Navy SEAL Charlie Keating IV on May 3, 2016, during a battle with ISIL, the success is hard to see looking just at that battle in northern Iraq from here in Washington. A source familiar with that battle said ISIL forces approached the Peshmerga front lines in Tel Skuf, which is located close to Erbil, with two armor-plated bulldozers, 14 up-armored Humvees driven by suicide bombers. There were lots of other vehicles and fighters. In the other vehicles were a number of snipers, mostly of Chechen background. After breaching the front lines, a house-to-house and street-to-street battle raged, according to the source. And at some point in the fighting, Keating was killed. But looking at the overall fight against ISIL, the picture, according to Cohen, is different. One of the things I think is important to recognize is that progress is being made against ISIL in Iraq and Syria, whether it's removing uh, some of their leadership, whether it's undermining their resources. There have been some very effective military action recently against ISIL's oil infrastructure. There have been a, a, a number of uh, attacks on bulk cash storage facilities uh, in, uh, in Syria, um, where ISIL has its, uh, and in uh, Iraq as well, where ISIL has uh, its money all uh, co-located and has been destroyed. That, uh, you know, combined with efforts of the Iraqi military and the and the coalition, have begun to uh, not just push back ISIL in a physical sense, but has also begun, I think, to to push back on the narrative of an ISIL sort of on the march. And while the CIA is pushing back on that narrative. North Korea is creating its own, creating as well a lot of concern at Langley, at the Pentagon, and at the White House, leaving CIA with a lot of work to do to stay ahead of the threat. North Korea also continues to be a, a significant focus of our activity. Um, yeah, we have seen a, another nuclear test. We have seen a missile launch. There's no question that uh, the the threat that North Korea represents because of its nuclear missile program uh, is something we need to take very, very seriously. And our policymakers expect us uh, to be able to help make sense of what North Korea is doing, what Kim Jong-un in particular uh, is is uh, pursuing uh, so that as we confront this challenge from North Korea and frankly as we try and and work with others around the world whether at the United Nations Security Council or 
or bilaterally, we also understand how our our partners uh, uh, and you know, other nations around the world are looking at the threat from North Korea. It's a very closed-off place. How do you find managing that need to, to gather? North Korea has been called the Hermit Kingdom, and it, for a reason. It's a, they work very hard at closing themselves off from the the rest of the world. Um, you know, but we're the Central Intelligence Agency. Um, one of our, uh, you know, one of our jobs and one of our core competencies is uh, said confidently. Yes, is is doing uh, what we can to help illuminate uh, difficult subjects. Um, and uh, you know, North Korea is obviously a a very high priority national security challenge, and so it's a. Understanding what's happening in North Korea is something that we uh, that we devote a lot of time and attention to. Another challenge is Iran, and while the U.S. led the effort to strike a deal with Iran over its nuclear program, it's still skeptical. We continue to devote uh, a fair amount of resources to uh, on a on a number of different uh, lines of activity with respect to Iran. One, of course, is monitoring and helping others to monitor Iran's compliance with the the joint comprehensive plan of action, the nuclear deal. Um, we are also, you know, working with others to uh, continue to focus on Iran's malicious activity, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, in the in its you know, near vicinity or anywhere else in the world, whether directly through its entities, the Quds Force in particular, or through proxies such as Hezbollah. And then there's Russia. Former CIA director Mike Hayden told WTOP 10 years ago in 2006, Russia during the Cold War was an enemy that was easy to find and hard to kill. Since then, the debate over whether the Cold War has continued. But Cohen said CIA today is operating under no illusions when it comes to Russia. I think we are very clear-eyed about the activities uh, and the intentions of the Russians. Um, there's sort of no question that President Putin and the people around him are focused uh, on a view of Russia and defending a uh, a uh, image of Russia as a great power. Um, and that is manifest in a variety of different ways. We've seen it in their activity in Ukraine over the last several years. We've seen it on, in their uh, involvement in the last several months in Syria. And we see it in, in other uh, efforts uh, that Russia undertakes to, uh, to try and influence those in its near abroad uh, and, and further afield. Um, I would not uh, characterize the situation as a new Cold War, uh, but at, at the same time, uh, you know, Russia uh, is, a, is a country that uh, acts in ways that are, in some respects, quite contrary to the interests of the United States and our allies, and you know, our responsibility at the agency is to help our policymakers both understand what the Russians are doing and why they're doing it, uh, in part to try and help uh, you know, get ahead of the curve and understand what may uh, come next. 
The CIA says its mission is to preempt threats and further U.S. national security objectives by collecting intelligence that matters and producing what it calls objective all-source analysis and conducting effective covert action, as directed by the president. And also, they have to safeguard the secrets that help keep the nation safe, they say. And in this fast-paced digital era with threats new and old, developing new ways to target the U.S., the CIA's job is easier said than done. And coming up on our next program, Tunisia is the second leading supplier of foreign fighters to the Islamic State group, and ISIL has been moving into western Libya with designs on making Tunisia a gateway to the West and the U.S. But Tunisia's government has other ideas. Those who think that Tunisia uh, can, uh, can be a place where terrorists can operate or can uh, take, you know, cities and declare them as uh, provinces you know, of ISIL are completely wrong. They don't know Tunisia. Faisal Gouya, Tunisia's ambassador to the U.S., tells us why and explains how the U.S. is involved. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA.